A remarkable man is visiting Australia at the moment. His name is Sam Childers. They call him the machine gun preacher. According to his website, he showed a knack for getting into trouble from an early age. His father would tell him, boy, somebody's going to kill you one of these days. Sam sold hard drugs. He became what they call a shotgunner, an armed guard for drug dealers. But worried about his father's words, he broke away from that lifestyle and returned to the church that he'd known when he was growing up. He and his wife, Lynette, became parents. And then in 1998, Sam ended up in southern Sudan. The country was in the midst of a civil war. Sam came upon the body of a young boy who'd been torn apart by a landline, and he pledged to do whatever he could to help the people of the country. On another visit a few months later, Sam says he received a message from God who wanted him to build an orphanage. The local people thought he was mad, but Sam was undaunted, and the orphanage began to take shape. At night, Sam slept with a Bible in one hand and an AK-47 gun in the other. The machine gun preacher was born. The orphanage was finished, and now more than a decade on, it's the largest in southern Sudan. Many of the children have been rescued by Sam from Joseph Kony's Lord's Resistance Army. And we've certainly heard plenty about Kony in the last few weeks. Sam Childers is in Australia this week for the release on DVD of the movie Machine Gun Preacher, which stars Gerard Butler. Sam Childers is on the line. Sam, good morning. Hey, man, good morning. Thank you for your time. What an extraordinary life you've had. Well, you know what? God is big. I, uh, I wouldn't be alive here today if it wasn't for him, so I've got to give him the credit. Are you sometimes surprised you're still with us? What's that? Are you sometimes surprised you're still with us? Oh, man, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I should have I been dead over 30 years ago, you know, with the things that I've went through. And, and uh, I mean, nobody put me through them but myself. I made a lot of very, very bad decisions. How old were you when your dad told you that someone was going to kill you if you kept going the way you were? You know, I was I was a fighter from a very young age, so he started telling me that at a very young age. I mean, like six, seven years old, you know, I was all the time getting into trouble, getting into fights, and he'd always say that to me. You know? And did he keep on telling you that? Yeah, all the way up until he passed away, yeah. He, said he was a former U.S. Away. Marine, wasn't he? Uh, yes, yes. My dad was a very rough man. Uh, I mean, a hard man. He believed in working. Uh, just like the word said, if you don't work, you shouldn't eat, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> very right. Very hard man. And then you're into the selling of hard drugs. Where did you get the drugs from? Uh, I got them from drug dealers. I, uh, here in Australia, there might be a little drug problem. Nothing like there is in America. You know, in America uh, now, I speak in high schools, I speak in colleges. The drug problem actually starts with our children in America at around eight years old. And people here find that hard to believe. I started using drugs at 11. Mm. How much money were you making? Uh, at that time, I was raised in I was raised in a family that didn't have a lot of money, but they were almost like middle class, you know. So, so I always had some kind of a job making money. But I've had drug habits when I was older in the past because I sold drugs. This was many many years ago. Yeah. I had drug habits that would hit like five hundred a day, which is a lot of money. I mean, which would be equal to like two or three thousand a day now, mm. you know. Did you ever use the gun that you carried? Uh, I've been in a lot of gunfights. God, hey, it's amazing. And then thankfully you met Lynn, the woman who's become your wife. 
Well, my, my wife has a really extraordinary story, too. My wife was actually a stripper. Like I tell people all the time, she's still stripping, but just for me now. <laughs> but she's a, she's a pastor also now. But I met my wife at a drug deal. But both of us was raised in Christian families. How did you finally break away from drugs and drinking? <clears throat> you know, I got into a really bad bar fight in Orlando, Florida, and turned out to be a shootout. Uh, almost got killed that night. And on the way home, I said, I'm done living this lifestyle. I mean, I don't have a problem with dying, but I have a problem with what I'm going to die for. If I'm going to die, I want it to die, die for something worthwhile, not mm -hmm. for some stupid thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And then your greatest challenge, you went to southern Sudan. Why? You know, uh, God is a very clever God, you know, and sometimes he'll, he'll, he'll do things to get us where he wants us. I went there on a five-week mission trip, never dreamed in the world that I would spend the last 15 years in Sudan, but we just don't even work in Sudan anymore. Our project has grown so much. We have three major projects in Ethiopia. We have three major projects in Uganda. Plus, we have one of the largest working orphanages in South Sudan. And in South Sudan, when you arrived there, what are your first memories of what you saw? You know, there was, there was a war going on. The biggest thing that, that I can always remember was people were going hungry because of the war. And a lot of people would say, well, why don't the people on the front lines, why don't they go to refugee camps? They can't. They can't move anywhere because they could be killed. So they mainly just try to hide out. They try to survive the best that they can. But, you know, in, in Sudan, as we said here in talk right now, some people might believe that the war is over in South Sudan. It's not near over. They've been having outbreaks the last few weeks even as we speak, yesterday there was hundreds of people killed in the South Sudan, all caused by the president of Northern Sudan, Bashir. Mm, just dreadful stuff, isn't it? How does this? How does this happen in a civilized world? You then went back there to run a mobile clinic. What did you do with that clinic? You know, I started running a mobile clinic, and we would go into the active war areas, and we'd done everything from. Uh, uh, giving first aid from gunshot wounds to broken legs, broken arms, to, to worming people, to feeding people. I mean, we've done everything we could to help the people of South Sudan. Mm. <clears throat> and then you said you got this message from God who told you to build an orphanage and to build it there at Namuli. Yeah, and at the time, you know, at the time in Nimali. Nimrily borders the border of northern Uganda. There yeah. was a there was a civil war going on with a man by the name of Joseph Kony, yeah. which was the leader of the Lord Resistant Army. And uh, uh, we, it, it, where the orphanage is built right now, was actually on the front lines of that war. But how do you go about starting work on an orphanage? I mean, where did the money come from? You know, my thing is I tell people all the time, people all around the world, they, 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 they set out to do good things, but they make the mistake by saying, well, we're not going to do it till we get the budget. Yeah. You know, I never figured a budget. I just started doing the work. And at the time I was preaching, I wasn't making a lot of money. I started selling everything that I had. I mean, I struggled very, very much. To be honest with you, I've, I've struggled a lot 
until 2005, Dateline NBC done a special on Joseph Coney, the Lord Resistant Army, and they put me in that one-hour special. And they done 30 minutes on me, and that kind of started telling the world who I was, what I was doing. Things started to become a little bit easier. Gosh, eh? I think it's unbelievable what you've done. I mean, you've fed more than a 1,000 people over the years. You've housed them, and now you're the machine gun preacher. What's next for Sam Childers? You know, as I said earlier, uh, right now we've got the three projects in Ethiopia, three in Uganda. We feed over 3,500 mills a day. You know, I don't like to set goals in my life because I used to set goals. But when we set a goal in our life, that means we're only going to do a certain amount in a certain amount of time. That means we're limiting what God can do. So, I mean, the sky is the limit when we serve God. You know, I would love to feed 10,000 meals by the end of this year. I'd love to be able to feed 25,000 meals a day over the next few years. So I always say the sky is the limit, so just get up and begin to do something. Don't worry where the money's going to come from. God will supply Good on you. Lovely to talk to you. And thank you for sharing some time and thank you for doing work for people whom the rest of the world tends to forget and ignore. It's been a privilege having you on the program. All right. Thank you, sir. Sam Childers, the machine gun preacher, and the movie of the same name will be released on DVD by Roadshow on Thursday of this week.